Welcome to Vet Talk with Royal Canaan, where we address an array of topics relevant to veterinarians and veterinary clinics. I'm Brenda Andreessen, Chief Strategy Officer at Stevens & Associates and your host for this conversation. The differing physiology of immature and adult animals makes neonatal and pediatric care very different from adult care. Today's episode of Vet Talk with Royal Canaan is part two of a discussion on neonatology, including concerns when caring for neonates, the research and innovations in the field, and why this work is important for the health and well-being of kittens and puppies. Back with us today are Marty Greer, DVM, JD, and owner of Veterinary Village and International Canine Seaman Bank, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Emmanuel Fontaine, DVM, MSC, PhD, Diplomate of the European College of Animal Reproduction, and Regional Scientific Communications Manager for Royal Canaan. Welcome back. Thank you. So good to see you both again. Thanks, Brenda. Super happy to be there. So the two of you have kind of an interesting story of how you met and came to share your passion for neonatology. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure, I can start here. So actually, Dr. Greer and I met in 2007, if I'm correct, uh, in Zurich, in Switzerland. Uh, we were attending a canine reproduction course, which is uh, actually, that was something uh, mandatory for me you know, for, to, to become board certified. Uh, and Dr. Greer was there with uh, her husband. Uh, and this course was on focusing especially on canine neonatology. So that's actually interesting that we are today talking about this while, oof, how long was that already? Like 15 years ago? A long time ago. <laughs> and, uh, we were already talking about that. Right. And I've seen Dr. Fontaine develop into just an amazing veterinarian. It's been really fun to watch and see. Um, we actually published a paper together. We did a poster presentation, and he's introduced me to some really great pieces of information from NeoCare that's helped in my development of understanding more about neonatal care. So he's been a great resource for me that then allows me to go further and help other breeders with that educational piece. So in that time, the, each of you has obviously learned a tremendous amount that you are now sharing out with the rest of the profession. So Dr. Greer, you know, so let's start this podcast by talking about how the work being done in the field now is really bettering the health and well-being of puppies and kittens. Sure. And compared to human neonatology, we have an enormous distance to go yet. There's so many things that we can't do that they can do in human medicine. But in the veterinary community, we've seen people really understand better how neonates need to be managed. With the number of dogs coming in through rescue, not just purpose-bred dogs, there are many veterinarians who are now involved in neonatal care, even though they didn't really start off to do that or didn't really intend to. When a dog shows up at your doorstep that's pregnant and you have to manage her through the pregnancy, through the whelping, and through the early neonatal period, you have to learn a lot pretty quickly. And there's a lot of great resources on VIN, on the internet. And honestly, you'd be surprised what you can learn from your breeder clients if you step back and let them tell you what they know, what they've noticed, what their observations are, what their experience is. And don't try to be the end of all knowledge, but rather learn from those clients because you're going to learn a huge amount of information from someone that's been wildly successful and that can look at a litter of puppies and know something's not right versus the people that have to do more specific monitoring and measuring to assess what their puppies are doing. But if you kind of get out of your own way and let your breeders teach you, you'll be really surprised at what they know, what they can share with you, and how that can help you and your staff to do a much better job with providing care for the next litters that you'll be seeing. 
Dr. Fontaine, what have you seen in your years of engagement here? A lot, honestly, actually. And that's uh, in the interesting part. When it comes to, to canine and feline neonatology, I always go by the say, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And I think in this sense, we made huge progress over the years. Uh, and, and it really goes back to what Dr. Greer was saying about this partnership that we have more and more with breeders, but also about this partnership we have among veterinarians involved in this field. You see, every year we have congresses, we meet at those congresses, and it's a great opportunity for us to brainstorm and share our experience, learn about what's new, what has been published, and really move forward thanks to those discussions, etc. Uh, to give you an example, today we have better ways to monitor the health of newborns. We have growth curves that are starting to appear that help us track if those newborns stay on track. And uh, that's something very often we, we tend to forget, but a healthy puppy gains weight on a daily basis. That's a rule of a thumb. And just having a scale help us better monitor that. Now we have growth curves even telling us if they are on track or not. The other thing I'm thinking of is we, we talk about neonatology, but as Dr. Graham mentioned in the previous episode, it's also about what happens during gestation, during the pregnancy. And I remember when I started, we always know that when a, uh, a female dog has difficulties giving birth, the neonatal mortality rate can be quite high. Over the years, we developed protocols actually to detect those pregnancies that are at risk. And when we detect them earlier on, we can actually take the right decision. Should we monitor the parturition? Should we even plan an elective C-section? Because that might be the best way to increase the chances of survival of those newborns. Today, we can give those answers thanks to all this research that has been done in the field. So benefiting from the experience, obviously, of those who are specifically looking in this area, you both mentioned some you know, references and resources. What are some of your favorites? What would you recommend the practicing veterinarian look into if they want to know more in this field? And, you know, are, are there some, some places they should go specifically to get themselves up to date on the topic? Sure. Uh, NeoCare in the south of France in Toulouse has done a great study that helps to define what normal parameters are for uh, newborns, not only normal parameters, but how they should go through their development. Uh, VN, of course, Veterinary Information Network has a network of veterinarians that have not only articles, but also the ability to do some chats. If you're having a struggle with somebody, there's somebody online that can help you with that. Uh, there's some really good books out there. Michelle Kutzler has written one. Cheryl Lopate has written one. I actually have one that goes through neonatal care as well. Like Dr. Fontaine said, the pregnancy is really important. The delivery is really important. So unless we have those parts of this working out and being really healthy, that's not going to work out well. Uh, so there's a lot of good resources out there and learning from breeders. Go to a breeder's house and watch a whelping. See how it goes. See how it works for them to monitor her during the pregnancy and monitor her during labor. Uh, we have WhelpWise now, which is a whelping monitoring service. We've had that for probably 20 years that allows us to monitor uterine contractions of the female, either at the time she goes into labor or if she's got signs of preterm labor or a pregnancy that's not going well, you can start monitoring that and really get some great information from that and improve the puppy survival rates. So with the uh, advent of this technology and the communication that you have the ability to have now with people almost instantaneously on chats, there's a huge amount of resources out there that we didn't have 15 and 20 years ago when we were seeing some of these changes that that we're now seeing now. It's just been a huge improvement. Do we still have a long way to go? Oh yeah. 
I've taken courses in the bovine and the equine. So if it's a course about neonatal care, I don't care what species it is, I'm in the chair. So I think there's a lot of information we can share across all the veterinary fields with the breeders and with one another to really improve our quality of care. Yeah, I'd actually add just two things to that. As I said, it's also about those congresses you can attend where you meet your fellow colleagues that are actually basically sharing your daily routine and your daily challenges. And and from those discussions, we get tons. And there are two that comes to mind. The first one is the Society for Teriogenologic Conference in the US, which happens every year. I think great place to be if you want to learn more in the field of canine and feline neonatology and dog and cat reproduction uh, also. And the other one is obviously my favorite one because of my French accent and the fact that I come from Europe uh, is the European Veterinary Small Animal Association uh, Reproduction Conference, the EFSA conference, which takes place once a year in different places in Europe. And, And for me, those are really the two places to be because this is where you meet with people that are sharing the, the same concerns that have the same questions and just to brainstorm meeting with those people has been amazing over the year. We always had great discussions. And a great place too, right? To go find the latest research. So what key research is coming? What's on the horizon? And then let's look even beyond that to what needs to come next. Well, part of the meeting opportunities is also networking so that when you do have something going on with reproduction or with a neonate, you know who you can pick up the phone and call. There's a lot of new information coming out with DNA testing. There are multiple labs at veterinary schools and in private industry that are doing DNA tests. So we can start reading parents of the dogs for more problems. So DNA is, is going to be huge. If we know that there are certain inborn errors of metabolism or other kinds of defects, we can breed away from those with that kind of information. And knowing who to call. If I have a problem with a puppy, I know who to pick up the phone and get in touch with at a university, at a lab, and say, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I've got going on. And I might not be able to help that puppy, but I'm going to be able to help somebody else by sending samples to the lab that can then develop additional tests for people other than myself going forward for other breeds, for other clients that can be really useful. So on my end, we can go crazy, right? We can really think of Anything. When I think of the future in canine neonatology, feline neonatology, one thing that comes to mind immediately is everything around the microbiome. So microbiome is a very trendy term to these days in veterinary medicine. Actually, it's kind of interesting to see that the microbiome is inherited from the mother. So the mother transfers her microbiome to the puppies, and then it evolves to its final microbiome. But this transmission is not something we understand very well. And because we know the impact those bacteria can have on the health of those puppies or those kittens later in life, maybe there are things we can do actually to to tweak this, to optimize this microbiome, to basically optimize their health on the long run. I think another very exciting field as well Uh, that we talk a lot about in other species is what happens during gestation actually can impact the life of newborn puppies, uh, of puppies and kittens. Well, actually it will impact the life of those newborns and it it will impact their adult life. So what can we do? What can we track during gestation? And what can we do to make sure that we optimize their health? There's this theory in human medicine, which is a 1000 day theory. The, everything that happens during gestation and during the first two years after birth of a human baby 
is going to influence his health when he's adult. So in, in puppies, actually, it was demonstrated that if the puppies gain weight too quickly during the neonatal period, they are more predisposed to become overweight later in their life. That's something that was presented at this EVSAR Congress we mentioned in, two, in 2019 in Berlin. And that actually makes us think, okay, what can we do during these periods that can have an impact later in the life of those, of those dogs and cats? So it's actually fascinating because just by focusing on this period, we could really optimize their health on the long run. I hope everybody listening to this podcast either has had a pen and pencil out or listens to it again with a pen and pencil um, ready because this has been filled with both insight and resources for veterinary professionals to, uh, to put to work in the immediate future. So any last thoughts before we close today's podcast? I guess I would say to make sure that you as a breeder or a veterinarian that works with a breeder, a veterinary professional that works with a breeder, that you measure everything you can measure, record everything you can record and learn from that so that going forward, you can have a better outcome on every litter that you work with and every litter that you raise. So don't overlook any of those observations. Make sure you record it, whether it's a photograph or number on a graph, an Excel spreadsheet, a piece of paper, just record everything that you can and really use that retrospectively to go back and study what went right, what went wrong, and what you can do going forward with subsequent litters. And I think on my end, I I will end with a a note to the future. Let's put it this way. I'm thinking, you know, in veterinary medicine, when we are veterinary students, we often think of, oh, what will we do later in life when we are in a vet clinic? We often think of, oh, we should do internal medicine or we should do surgery. Well, what I want to say, and I hope that you guys get through this podcast, is that canine reproduction and neonatology, as Dr. Greer was saying, is also a super exciting field of the veterinary world. And we need more people to be interested in it. So I really hope that this will create some vocations in some of the students and that we will have more residents, more people willing to learn and willing to to find new ways to do things. Because as Dr. Greer pointed out, we are light years away from what they do in human medicine. Can we bridge this gap? I think over time we can, but we need motivated people and people that are really wanting to, to make an impact here. And there are huge opportunities in my opinion. The future of our profession depends on us having healthy puppies coming into our veterinary practices, into our clients' homes. That is our future. And if we don't have a healthy population moving into that, we're not going to have healthy profession. We're not going to have the fun that we get a chance to have. So really look at the importance of healthy neonates, healthy puppies, healthy pregnancies, and how we can move those into lifetime relationships with our clients. Sounds like a fabulous parting thought for this excellent podcast to me. So Dr. Marty Greer and Dr. Emmanuel Fontaine, thank you so very much for your time and all of your insights. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Brenda. Thanks for having us.